0: Hello there, and welcome to Prism Radio. This radio show exists for the desire to improve the lives of transgender people. Education is the key, I believe, to acceptance of transgender people, and although education is the most important aspect of this show, we do hope to also entertain. My name is Holly Knight, and I am the creator of Prism Radio, and I'm very honored to be your host for Prism Radio. Love is the only house big enough for all the pain. With love, the only house big enough for all the pain in the
1: world. Love's the only house big enough for all the pain. Hello, everyone. This is Holly, and this is Prism Radio. We are currently February at February fifteenth, two thousand fifteen. This is my ninety-second Prism Radio show. We started back in june 2010 and um been doing it uh uh, quite often Uh, not every week of course because it would be uh difficult to um to do of course but anyway this is our 92nd show and although um i wanted to get to 100 before i shut everything down for prism radio i decided this would be the last show for multiple reasons um so we'll talk about that a little bit more later, and but I want to talk about tonight. So the last show, this show has been very, very important to me, and I think I'm, I hope that it's, it has reached other people and and made an impact, uh, hopefully on their lives with the guests that we've had and that type of thing. So I, I, I was trying to figure out exactly what topic that I could finish with. And today I was kind of going through Facebook and that kind of stuff, really not trying to find anything to inspire me, but I found something to inspire me. And I will admit it's the first time I've ever heard of the person. Her name is Ernestine Johnson. And although um, I would say a lot of you have heard of her, her Facebook page, or excuse me, her YouTube speech on Arsenio that I'm referring to in this show tonight had over has it's at this point looks like over 4 million views. I will post that uh YouTube on this page on Facebook. If you want to go to the Facebook event page, I think you have to actually uh, reply either going or maybe. But it's on the Prism Radio site. You can click and go in here and you can comment on the show. I'll be watching that that uh page. So, <laughs> excuse me. I will post on there also here if I get a chance. I may try to post it tonight uh, during this show, but I haven't. Let me tell you a little bit about Ernestine. Ernestine is also known in the spoken word community, and famous for being uncensored and untamed on the microphone, speaking on matters dear to the heart. Ernestine was a red carpet host for McKinley Present, Presents uh, NTN, Las Vegas, conducting interviews with various celebrities, which led to her hosting a sports segment on KCEP Power (coughs) 88.1. Continuing her journey, Ernestine resides in Atlanta, Georgia. She can be seen on GMC's original stage play, Sugar Mamas, and her latest film, Reckless. So uh, on uh, the Arsenio host, host show he kind of, Arsino kind of explains a little bit. I hope that I was able able to capture the audio. And I want you to hear this before we get started. We'll talk a little bit about this. You can feel free to give us a call before, you know, when the show is over. Let me see here. Before we get started, let me take care of the disclaimer. Then we'll play her audio. I'll be right back.
0: The Show is the property of Prism Radio and Holly Knight. Most of the show's content is intended for individuals over 18 years old, but could be of some help for those under 18. This is a talk show, so there will be opinions expressed throughout the whole show. Prism Radio is not accountable for any opinions expressed by a guest or a live caller. On that topic, I will express many opinions, And I do not claim to represent the transgender community as a whole, as I can really only represent my personal opinion. Okay, welcome back. I'm glad it took care of that.
1: And um, it's been a couple of weeks since I've had a show. Some of this, I didn't realize that I redid my disclaimer. And um, some of my really good friends may kind of um, understand the purpose of that song. But anyway, I always thought that was a very, you know, of course, everybody does, but a very ironic song that it's not really about you, but it is about you. So, All right, so again, Ernestine Johnson, you can find information on her site, ErnestineJohnson.com. And, of course, you can go on the uh, – just do a search on her name, and you can go to YouTube. So I do highly recommend that. So let's play her presentation on the Arsenio Hall show.
2: Okay, so last night I had a woman named Ernestine Johnson booked on the show to perform a spoken word. Unfortunately, I, I ran out of time, and I was unable to put her on. But after the show – She set this room on fire with a performance for my Arsenio Up Close app. And at that moment, at that very moment, I decided to have her on the show tonight to start it off. For you all, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ernestine Johnson.
3: average black girl because I'm so well spoken, poised, full of etiquette, a white man's token. You know, I remember my ex's mother telling me I didn't know how I was going to react when he brought home a black girl, but I like you because you talk so white. Well, when did me talking right equate to me talking white? They say I'm not the average black girl. No, 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 not the average black girl because the pigment in my skin is just a shade lighter than that black girl over there. You know the black girl over there, the black girl with the nappy hair, the black girl whose elbows can't skip a day without lotion whose hearts and heads are filled up with self-hate and bottled-up emotion. The cocoa Brown girls who have to face society every day and be tough, because no matter how good they straighten their hair, their good is still not good enough. Oh, see, luckily for me, see, I don't fall in that category. See, they say, I'm not the average black girl because I speak with so much class, and I don't have too much, but just enough ass, and not too much, but just enough pizzazz. You know, just just a little bit of attitude because you don't want to come off as one of those average black girls and come off as rude. You know, popping their gum and shaking their neck. Yeah, because those black girls get like no respect. But see, luckily for me, see, I get a pass because the melanin in my skin matches that brown paper bag and my father, brother, and men that I date pants don't sag. And when I speak, my tongue pronounces every syllable and the combed part down the middle of my hair is naturally visible. Oh, oh, it must be a weave. She must be mixed because we all know the average black girl ain't got that good Or when I walk into a room full of white men they all stare. It must be the long length of my unaverage black girl hair. See, see they say I'm not the average black girl because I corrected the professor when he used the word conversate. Converse. The word is converse. And in case you didn't get the memo, there are now eight, not nine planets in the universe. And when you're watching the numbers on your stocks move up and down, remember Oklahoma and a small town where one of the first Wall Streets was a black Wall Street that got mysteriously burned down. Oh, they say I'm not the average black girl. Well, let's flip the script and rewind this and repaint the lines that had been blurred over time because the average black girl that I know, see the average black girl that I know made 19 trips through the Underground Railroad to free the slaves sat on segregated buses, refused to get up and pave new waves. See, the average black girl that I know, the average black girl that I know were Egyptian queens like Hatshepsut and Needlechrist who were ruling dynasties and whole armies of men. Excuse me why I set fire to this poem with my pen because I am tired. Tired of the stereotypes black girls have fallen into because of American mentality. Oh, but not half as tired as Ella Baker, Diane Nash. Septima that Clark, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Miss Fannie Lou Hamer, Daisy Bates, Anna Arnold Hedgman, and Dorothy Height are far more tired than I am. But do you think the ones who say I'm not the average black girl even give a damn? No. So pardon me if I can't openly accept your compliments. Pardon me if I can't openly accept your compliment. It's just the average black girl that I know, the average black girl that I know had courage that surpassed her every fear and fought for justice and equality year after year. So as I construct these words, pardon me as I shed a tear, because I'm not half the black girl she was. I am not half the black girl she was. See, there's a minor clause. See, she was out there fighting, breaking, and changing laws. So I bow down to my black queen standing in the merit of her work. And as America's society continuously throws these supercilious words unto me, I say no. I'm not the average black girl. I can only aspire to be. Thank you.
1: So that was her uh, presentation on the Arsenio Hall show. And honestly, you can't, I just, I, I can't hardly get through this, her presentation. That's the third time I've heard it. <clears throat> and it brings a tear, it brings cold chills, it brings amen, it brings all kinds of emotions and thoughts and, and that sort of thing. And so that definitely inspired me to talk about stereotypes tonight. And the damage of stereotypes, and and what uh, what they're all about, possibly, and that type of thing. And of course, just like anything, it's not the final word. It's just a a word on topics. And tonight the topic is stereotypes. So, stereotype. If you get a definition, everybody pretty much knows what it is. But it's a widely held but fixed and oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of person or thing. <clears throat> So there's a couple of words that go hand in hand with stereotypes. There's stereotypes, there's prejudice, there's discrimination. And they're all understood as related, but they are different concepts. So I think if you want to really break it down, you can say stereotypes is the mental concept. Prejudice is probably uh, some action. Uh, discrimination, obviously, is some action or, or behavior. But the stereotype is how you think about someone. And, what, uh, and of course, that is the beginning of, of how you treat people usually. So there's an unknown uh, quote that I found pretty interesting. And there's, of course, thousands, hundreds, thousands of quotes on stereotypes. And a lot of different people said it. But this is unknown. I don't know who said it. It says, stereotypes are devices for saving a biased person the trouble of learning. And if you think about stereotypes and you think the things, to me, I think there are two areas of stereotypes that absolutely amaze me on an everyday basis. If you are a person that walks the planet of a group that is stereotyped, you realize how inaccurate that is. And if you think about this, is, at least in our country, I can't talk about other countries, but in our country, we have so many groups of people that receive, that are treated as minorities if you want to call it uh that are stereotypes. So <clears throat> there are stereotypes of people of color. There are gender stereotypes of men or women. There are stereotypes of religions, stereotypes of uh, natural uh, national origins uh such as uh, Mexico or A- people from uh, um that are muslim. England um has we have stereotypes so here's some uh gender profiling or stereotyping men are strong and do all the work men are the backbone women aren't as smart as man as smart as a man women can't do as good of a job as a man girls are not good at sports guys are messy and unclean men who spend too much time on a computer or read are geeks now, a couple of things on that is, of course, as a transgender person, it's really, really interesting because um, on the stereotypes, one of the things that you experience in our community is the effort that we go through trying to change one gender to another, and we inherit on purpose a behavior that promotes these stereotypes. Uh, we... Fight those things that we see as stereotypes for uh that are looked at as men, for example, if you're athletic as I was an athlete, and I remember fighting the the feeling as I didn't want people to know that I was an athlete i I felt that that uh masculinized me and in fact it does the reality is it does to many many people. And and I was reading, too, on some stereotypes, and, and I disagree. One of the persons that I was reading was a quote was talking about you can only allow stereotypes to affect you. If you don't allow them to affect you, then they are not stereotypes. And I disagree because I think people are going to treat you a certain way if they have stereotypes. And to be treated a certain way, whether you are being hired or fired, promoted or not promoted, uh, even being treated nicely or unnicely or being harmed Hurt, beat, murdered, spit at, profanity, said things, um, multiple, multiple things. You are going to be treated many, many times based on a lot of the stereotypes that people have as uh, who you are. If you're a black girl, you're going to be treated by people that have uh, in their mind stereotypes of what black girls are about, those stereotypes versus a white girl. And it's clear if you, if you pay any attention at all, and that's the thing is about this is that if you pay any attention at all, you know that stereotypes are not – all you have to do is pay some kind of attention. But I was talking to somebody recently, and then we, there's another word that, that we use in a transgender community that you don't think too much about to exist, in, and that is um, when you have privilege. There's male privilege versus female privilege. There's white privilege versus uh, people of color privilege in our country. There are privileges that people do not have if they're from Mexico versus people that are uh, from this country uh, that look like they are of Hispanic origin. There are um, uh, age type of privileges. There are uh, obesity, lack of privileges. If you are heavy, then you are treated a certain way. Uh, Men that are short, um, women that are redhead, uh, people with no teeth. Uh, that type of thing. Um, and it could be like Tiger Woods just recently had a tooth out. If you run it, if you didn't know who he was and you saw him, you would have probably some judgment on that person, some, uh, stereotype on that person. If you didn't know who Tiger Woods was and you saw the, and you would say, well, the poor guy doesn't have enough money to fix it or he doesn't care or whatever, doesn't take care of himself. And all those things are not true. We, experience all you have to experience on a regular basis but what i think happens is a couple of things is that from a person that went from a highly privileged position of white middle upper class male life as a professional athlete um as a college educator uh at the at a, a an area where basically the the i have noticed multiple things that has happened in my world today is one of them is that it, it's interesting is that in my previous world I could say things and most people didn't question me most people assumed I knew what I was talking about because I, who I was representing, what what person I or what role, what stereotype they had about me as an educated middle upper class white male. You become a female or a trans female, depending on how they see me or know I am, Every everything that I say, almost everything that I say, I have to prove that I may know what I'm talking about in that area. Even though I may have a degree in that area, it is the assumption that I don't have a degree in that area. And um, those type of things, is that. but I was talking, as I said, talking to someone recently, the When I was living that life as a um, person of privilege, of high privilege, I didn't realize that there was privilege or not privilege. It just was. I didn't think about it. And I even thought that because I'm in that situation, I didn't even think at that time, but I knew that people that did not have a degree or people that were not in good shape people that were obese, people that were not educated, people that did not have, that had a tooth miss and people that those type of things. I didn't really judge them in a bad way. Like, I don't like you or or that, but I did probably feel that was probably their fault. That I felt at that time is everything that I had, I got because I worked hard. I did work hard. But when you have privilege, you think that it's all you in that situation. You think that everything that I had, I worked my tail off to get. And again, I did work hard, but I felt that it was only the hard work. Then when you get into a situation that you are in a lack of privilege situation, the the hard work goes uh, it doesn't help you as much. It was like... What I had to do to get to a successful level before, I worked hard to get to this, this, this. But it was kind of easy in a lot of ways. I was privileged. I was given things. I was allowed. If I wanted to go to school, nobody questioned anything. If I wanted to go to class, if I wanted to do this and this and this. I applied for jobs, all those type of things. But then when I became a situation as a transgender woman or as a woman, depending again on how they saw me, is that it was twice as hard the i would say there's three things that i succeeded at a very high level that i'm very proud of uh, professional athlete was one master's degree was two and the third was um i uh, see master degree. Or i guess two things let's say there's some other things that i would say that I, i'm proud of but so those things i was pr- uh, proud of doing but The ability to find a job as a transgender woman has been and was easily so much more difficult, and there were multiple times that I felt like quitting, and I just didn't have a chance to quit. I might as well die. I might as well kill myself um, or whatever at that point, because if I couldn't get a job, I would die. I mean, I literally would die because at some point you don't have options. And thankfully, even at that point, I had some privilege. At least I had a degree. And I had friends. I had some networking and and those type of things. But it was extremely, extremely difficult, so hard. It was harder to get a job of, and I'm not a high-paying person, but it's harder to get this job that I have now than to be a starting Position player in professional baseball. That was easy compared to what this has been. I mean, easier by a long shot. And so the stereotypes is the dangers of them. And then you start talking about how stupid they are. And like some here, some other cultures' stereotypes. All white Americans are obese, lazy, dimwitted. Homer Simpson, the TV series, of Simpsons, a personification of the stereotype. Mexican stereotypes suggest that all Mexicans are lazy and come into America illegally. All Arabs and Muslims are terrorists. All people who live in England have bad teeth. Italian or French people are the best lovers. All blacks outside the United States are poor. All Jews are greedy. All Asians are good at math. All Asians like to eat rice and drive slow. All Irish people are drunks and eat potatoes. All Americans are generally considered to be friendly Generous and tolerant, but also arrogant, impatient, and domineering. Some groups have been in- individual stereotyped. Goths wear, goths wear black clothes, black makeup, and are desperate and hated by society. Punks wear mohawks, bikes, chains, and are menaced to society and are always getting in trouble. All politicians are philanders and think only of personal gain and benefit. Girls are only concerned about physical appearance. All blondes are unintelligent. All librarians or women who are old wear glasses tie a high bun and have a perpetual frown on their face. All teenagers are rebels. All children don't enjoy healthy food. Only anorexic women can become models, and the elderly have health issues and behave like children. So these are you know, what dozens, a dozen or two dozen of some typical Stereotypes that you probably forget, and I will tell you some of the things here. All blacks outside the United States are poor, and in the fifties and the sixties, blacks were uh, were poor. And most uh, in in the United States, there's a lot of poor people that happen to be African American, and there's a lot of poor people that happen to be white and of all descents. But the stereotypes damaging to African American people in the 60s because the the inability to perceive an African American in those days as intelligent enough to to do anything was the problem. And then you realize that all African American people there are many many intelligent people. It says here the definition of stereotype is commonly known public belief about a certain social group or a type of individual. Stereotypes are often confused with prejudice. Because, like prejudice, the stereotype is based on a poor uh, or a prior assumption. Stereotypes are often created about people of specific cultures or races. So why is it bad to stereotype? Stereotypes is not only hurtful, it's wrong. Even the stereotyping correcting in some cases consistently, constantly putting down people based on their preconceived perception. Clearly, we're just talking about why, but why do we, as human beings, have this tendency to stereotype? What is, what is the reason for that? Why are that? And, I, and again, I, just my opinion, and I've not done a lot of research, and I'm by no means I'm an expert on any of this, but I do think that there's some health to stereotyping things. For example, if you see leaves that looks like poison ivy uh, and has all the features of poison ivy, you, you stereotype poison ivy as dangerous and you stay away. If you see this big hairy beast that is a bear and he's standing on both legs growling you got a pretty good idea that that is a bad thing and you stay away so you stay away from those types so kind of uh, stereotyping dangers uh, fire uh, all that kind of stuff and maybe maybe over time as human beings from the very beginning of time we had to have this ability to stereotype, to learn how to, if we did not have the ability to stereotype, if that was just, there was something genetic in our brain that we had no ability to put kind of stereotype to dangers, then we probably would walk up to these bears or get poison out every single time and not learn from those mistakes. So I wonder is, you know, of course, a thousand years ago or hundred years, you know, not hundred, but a long time ago, there was a lot of stereotypes. That we had to learn from to keep us to keep us safe. And that was good for us. I mean, I think there's some positive things on that in that regard. So that's probably good. And it still is the same way. There's things that we want to avoid that's that's dangerous for us at this point. That we should avoid, and I will tell you and there's a there's a controversial conversation as a comment someone made recently. it was a sports thing it was talking about uh, I think it was again, I don't remember exactly, but it was I think the basket the owner of the Dallas Mavericks can't remember his name was talking about how he would avoid if he's walking down the street and, and a black guy with a hood, but I think he also said a white guy with tattoos and things like that. And you know, in that situation, and, and I was—it was really interesting. I'm, where I work, I work in uh, in Louisville, and uh, the it's at Brown Foreman, and where we are located, our corporate office is located is really close to what is uh, right at the barrier, right at the gray area of what is considered the West End of Louisville, which is considered. Um, um, it is known as a higher uh, population of African-American people there. And there is – uh, lately, there's been more uh, violence going on there and that type of thing. And when I leave work, of course, this time of the year, it's getting dark. And there's a section of, of where I have to go to my parking lot that I'm parking at these times. is, And multiple, many, many times, I'm leaving our campus, and I am now – in the west end of Louisville by myself, as uh, uh, visually as a woman, walking to my car. And uh, was it uh, Friday? And I'm leaving. I think it was Thursday or Friday. I'm leaving. I'm going down one sidewalk, and I see i got to go across the highway. Or not the highway, but it's Dixie Highway. i got to go across the road. And as I'm getting ready to go across the road, I, I can get there earlier, or it's a shortcut if I go now, and I realized coming on the other way, I see is a black guy walking and he's got a hood on his head. I mean, it's cold. It's uh, pretty cold. So hoods are <laughs> pretty common. And it reminded me of that comment that this uh, owner said about walking down a road with a black guy with a hood. I just went ahead and kept going and I went across the road and walked by him. And as I'm walking forward, those things I'm thinking about now, I'm not at that point. I'm not concerned about being harmed uh, it's still enough light i don't but I gotta be honest with you. there was a little bit of consideration, and so I think there's stereotypes that we have that are hard to get out in my mind. My intelligence is saying there there's no more fear of me being harmed from this person than if it was a white person without a hood on, for example. Uh, equal fear should be in my mind, and probably uh, the odds of, I mean, of being harmed is point one percent anyway. But I, I think I was still considering those things; it still was in my mind. And interesting enough, has come forward, and and I've heard uh, African American people talk about stuff like if I. Uh, I remember hearing things over the years is like if I'm walking and I see a black guy coming, then I go across the street and comments are made like, well, you're not, I'm not good enough to walk on the side and that kind of stuff. So as I walk by this young man, he said hello to me. And and I, I couldn't help to think Now he was young. So maybe again, the age type of thing. But I couldn't help to think that maybe he was just wanting to be nice and almost like the opposite of saying, well, this lady actually walked across the street and was not afraid of me, so I want to. But, you know, it was kind of this effort on my part to say, uh, to think of those things. So I don't know. Again, that's how my mind works. And, and whether it be good or bad, it is um, it is some things I was thinking about. So this, this article talks about uh, stereotypes. And so I think there are some some reasons that we probably have and some things that we have to, but isn't most things that we have that we're, we have from our descendants. I mean, a lot of things that we naturally want to do is walk away from things that uh, are stereotypes or fears and stuff. But isn't that kind of like why we're human, a uh, human, what, what the advantage is that we have the ability to learn and to adjust and say that, stereotypes, for the most part, are idiotic, and we have have the ability to say that's not the case. And even though in my mind there was a little bit of stereotype going on in there, my behavior was that that was not going to stop my behavior, it was not going to affect my behavior. And uh, so that's what distinguishes us from being 200 years ago or 300 years ago to today because we know that they do not exist so I'm going to take a little bit of a break, get my voice a little bit, kind of fighting a cold, and uh, feel free to give us a call, and I'm going to give you a, a little bit of a commercial here, I think, if I can find it, and um, we'll be back here in
0: just a little bit. You know, this part of doing this kind of work is difficult for me, but it has to be done to pay the bills. Producing a radio show like this costs more money than a person probably realizes, So I could use your help if you feel this show is a benefit and should stay on air. There are a few ways you can help PRISM Radio financially. You can donate any amount as often as you are able and desire. You can sponsor a show segment on a live show. Okay, I'm
1: sorry I hit the wrong button. So that doesn't do much sense for me to ask for donations when this is the last show. So... Anyway, I want to make sure if you wanted to give us a call, it's 949-534-0761. That's 949-534-0761. If you're listening live, you've got that phone number on your screen. If you're listening archive, feel free to comment on our Facebook page. It is there. We are. Uh, I've gotten rid of the website, so if you feel... Like uh you want to make some comments, then you can go to my Facebook page, it's Prism Radio at uh, on Facebook, or you can go to this page where this show is about Ernestine. So anyway, so the stereotypes is uh <coughs> excuse me. Again, I think while we stereotype and the thing, but we have to fight those type of things. I think there's another word for it that we hear in our community a lot of times is labeling. And I think uh, and I've had a show about labeling one time before. I think there we have to be careful on this because I think we, in in my opinion, because as a person that identifies identifies a transgender a transgender educator activist, my activist ability or my activist desire is through education. I'm not much of a political activist, although there are political things that I think need to happen and change, but um i i will give you my feeling on the power of education and what versus the political things 1964 of course we had rights for uh people of color and uh women and to give people of color uh, and women the right to be treated equally under the law in all regards and clearly that's not, here it is, 2015, and clearly neither one of those things exists based on what we see, what we hear. Uh, people of color are not treated equally. People uh, that are of women are not treated equally, whether it's employment or socially or whatever. And as much as what we were able to do as a country in 1964 to give people of color and women, the rights that we were able to do, <coughs> all that was very, very important. But we continue to have issues. And in my opinion, the reason we continue to have issues is a lot to do with stereotyping or labeling. Now, I'm going to give you what I think is the definition of labeling is, again, it's the same thing as stereotyping, is that a if I am going to label someone, uh, I'm going to put a name to that or a... a um, a, a name, a title to that person. So if I see someone uh, that I think is acting gay, I don't know if that person is acting gay, but, um, and again, whatever acting gay is, but in my mind, I think the person is gay. I'm labeling him as gay, whether I know he is or I don't know he is. Um, if I'm, if the person is, for example, I was living in Eastern Kentucky one time, and and I, I had a really bad stereotype that I had to fight when I was down there. I was talking, like the first week I was down, I was working at Morehead University, and I was talking to this student, and uh, this student had a serious Eastern Kentucky accent. And if you've never heard that, it just doesn't sound very intelligent, to me at least. I'm listening to this in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, uh, you know, how is this, <laughs> I'm not thinking this, but I'm being sarcastic now a little bit, but how's this person even doing well in school? And and he said he was a senior and I'm listening to him talk. I'm going, gosh, he must not be, he must be struggling and everything. And I said, so what's your major? And he said, physics. And I found out he had like a 3.95 GPA in physics going into his last semester of his senior year or his uh, last year of his senior year. And I'm thinking, my gosh. So I, I left that thinking, that just blew out the stereotypes in my mind on that accent because I equated lack of intelligence. And the, uh, so uh, again, just trying, to, so I would have labeled him stupid. Let's say I, I wouldn't personally, but I would label him, I did label him lack of, uh, not very smart or lack of intelligence based on that, and it was wrong. So now again, uh, in another way is a label would be somebody that would be smart. There's good labels and bad labels, and I would say uh, the person is was intelligent. So intelligent would be a label, like uh, a dumb would be a label, and um, um, so I would label him intelligent would probably be a good thing. But again, just because his GPA, we, we we don't know. Now, let's say we talk about the transgender community is we have multiple things in the transgender community. And let's say I label someone a cross-dresser and the person is actually not a cross-dresser. It could either be, um, but let's say, is actually a transsexual. The cross-dresser is someone that is more part-time transsexual, is, is more uh, going toward a full-time situation, and I label that person based on how well they dress and how they dress and how they behave and, and that type of thing. And it is not up to me to determine if that person is a cross-dresser or a transsexual, let's say. That would be me labeling that person based on how they present, let's say. Now, what I need to say is I think as a transgender educator it's important Though to have words that are definable, clearly definable and um, consistently definable, for example, what cross-dresser means and what transsexual is, I'm not labeling anybody by defining the words. That person may not, in fact, fit into, in their mind, fit into either one of those categories but when you educate the community on what transgender is, you can't tell people what transgender is unless you tell them what it means to be transgender, what the definition of words are. Trans 101 is full of definition of words, even to the point where you're trying to educate people because of the, the typical uh, definition of or people perceive trans trans women as gay men in women's clothing, which isn't true uh it's, it's, let's say, 50-50, possibly growing up as a gay male or growing up as a straight male that becomes a trans woman. And so um, is that person gay or is that straight? That's up to that person to identify, but we have to know what gay and what straight is. And, of course, transgender community, we're blurring that to begin with. But in education, if you have taught any classes or gone in any classes, one of the first things you do in that class is you define words, what words mean. And then you work toward identifying things. Like if, you, like if you're in a geology type of a class where you're learning about rocks, you define uh, what different types of rocks they are. And I, I'm, it's been too long since I've taken a class, but you put – and then you classify a rock. This fits into these type of a things. Now, that's rocks, that's not people, because people are not going to fit in that as well. But we do need to have definitions and terms to educate people, but it is not up to us to put labels on someone based on what our preconceived notions of what that is, because it's usually going to be wrong. That's what stereotyping is probably, possibly. So I'm rambling a little bit, so I apologize. So I'm looking to see if – so anyway, nobody's – called at this point that's fine it's a last minute type of a show um (coughs) excuse me so what we are again what we're talking about here is on the stereotypes is and i'm going to finish the show tonight again with if you missed um ernestine on what she said um she says it so well i'm going to finish with that tonight And I want to talk a little bit about where we're going with PRISM Radio, too, and um, uh, while we're finishing and while we're shutting down and that type of thing. So so, PRISM Radio, we have been around since uh, 2010. As I said earlier, this is the 92nd show. So my plan is at this point, it's a financial decision and a restructuring decision on some things that I'm doing. So my plan is to shut PRISM Radio down uh, effectively at the end of the show. Now, you can still listen to all shows, uh, PRISM Radio, any, any of the 92 shows that I've had. You can listen to them at any point still after this show discontinues. The actual site will continue to exist on Blog Talk Radio. I just won't be producing any more shows on that particular page. So any shows from the point of um, the very, very first show and first couple shows I had um, in uh, June of 2010. Again, all of them you can listen to at any it as frequently as you want. You can still get them on iTunes and download them on your phone, listen to them in your car, that type of thing. So they're all still going to be available, but uh, I will not be producing any more shows through Prism Radio. I do have an idea, a couple of ideas on what to do in the future. So I'm I'm going to tell you that probably I'm going to do something in the future again. And um, I will communicate that and let you know what's going on. So I'm not sure at this point. But uh, at this point, uh, this is it. Going to shut it down. And I think last I saw, probably 60,000, 70,000 listeners. So uh, I feel like it's done its duty it's done its job and uh, served the purpose of what, what's been going on. So uh, it, it's uh, difficult because the amount of time to do it really, really well takes a lot of prep time. And although I had some prep time tonight, um, I think if you listen to me regularly, you can probably tell, well, I haven't do, done as much research as I have uh, in previous shows just because it gets more difficult it's just because of the time and things that's going on. But we're going to see how, what happens at that point. So, again, feel free to uh, listen to these shows. Feel free to stay in contact. Contact me on my Facebook page. You can still contact contact me. I'm going to give you my uh, general email address. That's hollyannight at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-A-N-N-K-N-I-G-H-T at gmail.com. So feel free to comment or uh, make some comments to me or thoughts in that way on that email. So I think that takes care of everything. Again, I don't see any comments for the Facebook page at this point. I look forward to hearing from everyone. Um, if you are from the Louisville area, don't forget we have a uh, support group called Transgender. <laughs> excuse me, called Sienna. It's a transgender support group. Siennatg.org is the website. So uh, feel free to uh, get in contact with them, and if you are in the area, um, just uh, there's a way to contact them uh, on the uh, website. There is also a Sienna TG, um, Sienna TG, Facebook page. So also, if you didn't know, if you are trans and if you know anybody that is transgender, there is a specific lifeline. It's a transgender like hotline for if you are depressed, suicidal, that type of thing. Um, and so I just noticed something on this site. Um, hmm, interesting. Um, I see on this site, this is zero volunteers on call now. So I wonder... That kind of concerns me a little bit. There, there's nobody on call. Then let's see. I may not. Uh, well, the number is eight seven seven five six five eight eight six zero. That's eight seven seven five six five eight eight six zero. That's the U.S. number. If you're in Canada, that's eight seven seven three three zero six three six six. That's eight seven seven three three zero six three six six. So if you have any issues there, that would be a good place to start. Um and uh um uh, for dealing with your depression and that sort of thing. Because I know we've been talking about the, the Leela Alcorn thing in Cincinnati here for the last few weeks and the suicides and that type of thing. So all right. So anyway I'm gonna play um play Ernestine's speech one more last time and that will, we'll finish it because uh, again, you can't really say it much better than her in this um, in this segment so I'm going to finish with that and I uh, hope you uh, enjoy it and I will talk to you soon. Have a good evening.
2: Okay, so last night I had a woman named Ernestine Johnson booked on the show to perform spoken word. Unfortunately, I I ran out of time, and I was unable to put her on. But after the show, she set this room on fire with a performance for my Arsenio Up Close app. And at that moment, at that very moment, I decided to have her on the show tonight to start it off for you all, ladies and gentlemen, Please welcome, Ernestine Johnson.
3: They say I'm not the average black girl because I'm so well-spoken, poised, full of etiquette, a white man's token. You know, I remember my ex's mother telling me I didn't know how I was gonna react when he brought home a black girl, but I like you because you talk so white. Well, when does me talking right equate to me talking white? They say I'm not the average black girl. No, 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 not the average black girl because the pigment in my skin is just a shade lighter than that black girl over there. You know the black girl over there. The black girl with the nappy hair. The black girls whose elbows can't skip a day without lotion. Whose hearts and heads are filled up with self-hate and bottled up emotion. The cocoa brown girls who have to face society every day and be tough. Because no matter how good they straighten their hair, their good is still not good enough. Oh, see, luckily for me, see, I don't fall in that category. See, they say, I'm not the average black girl because I speak with so much class. And I don't have too much, but just enough ass. And not too much, but just enough pizzazz. You know, just just a little bit of attitude. Because you don't want to come off as one of those average black girls and come off as rude. You know, popping their gum and shaking their neck. Yeah, because those black girls get, like, no respect. But see, luckily for me, see, I get a pass. Because the melanin in my skin matches that brown paper bag. And my father, brother, and men that I date pants don't sag. And when I speak, my tongue pronounces every syllable. And the combed part down the middle of my hair is naturally visible. Oh, oh, it must be a weave. She must be mixed, because we all know the average black girl ain't got that good <laughs> Or when I walk into a room full of white men, they all stare. It must be the long length of my unaverage black girl hair. See, see, they say I'm not the average black girl because I corrected the professor when he used the word conversate. Converse. The word is converse. And in case you didn't get the memo, there are now eight, not nine planets in the universe. And when you're watching the numbers on your stocks move up and down, remember Oklahoma and a small town where one of the first Wall Streets was a black Wall Street that got mysteriously burned down? Oh, they say I'm not the average black girl. Well, let's flip the script and rewind this shit, repaint the lines that had been blurred over time because the average black girl that I know. See, the average black girl that I know made 19 trips through the Underground Railroad to free the slaves, sat on segregated buses, refused to get up and pave new waves. See, the average black girl that I know, the average black girl that I know were Egyptian queens like Hatshepsut and Nefertiti who were ruling dynasties and whole armies of men. Excuse me why I set fire to this poem on my pen, because I am tired, tired of the stereotypes black girls have fallen into because of American mentality. Oh, but not half as tired as Ella Baker, Diane Nash, Septima Poinsett Clark, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired, Miss Fannie Lou Hamer, Daisy Bates, Anna Arnold Hedgman, and Dorothy Height are far more tired than I am. But do you think the ones who say I'm not the average black girl even give a damn? No. So pardon me if I can't openly accept your compliments. Pardon me if I can't openly accept your compliment, it's just the average black girl that I know, the average black girl that I know had courage that surpassed her every fear and fought for justice and equality year after year. So as I construct these words, pardon me as I shed a tear, because I'm not half the black girl she was. I am not half the black girl she was. See, there's a minor clause. See, she was out there fighting, breaking, and changing laws. So I bow down to my black queen standing in the merit of her work. And as America's society continuously throws these supercilious words unto me, I say no. I'm not the average black girl. I can only aspire to be. Thank you. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.